Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. For me, I have been thinking about it for a while. And then I kept telling myself like, no, that's not like something I want to spend my time doing. Like it's going to take forever to switch my desk around. But I was like, no, I don't have to do that. Like I'm just wasting time trying to find other things to do to distract myself and not actually accomplish the tasks that I want to. And it kept coming up and kept coming up and kept coming up. And finally I'm like, I'm wasting more time trying to convince myself not to do it than it would take me to just do it. So I guess, I don't know if that's a lesson in just listening to yourself from the beginning. Yeah. Gosh, I, there's a few things coming to my mind, right? Yeah. Just listening to yourself and giving yourself permission, permission to set your space, Mm -hmm. which is feng shui is coming into my mind. Well, and see, that's part of the reason that I actually was trying to talk myself out of it because feng shui says that you should be facing, like you, the door should be visible to you or like whatever the way I have my room set up is not that now, but also it feels much better for me because I have natural light instead of this light, like blinding me, (laughs) right. This artificial light blinding me. So ultimately, you know, I don't, I mean, I care. I try to do things in a feng shui method whenever I can, but at, in this case, it was like, I would rather have the door like over there that I have to turn my head to see than miss out on nature. So yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that too, like, all right, make it your own feng shui. Yep. What feels good for you? Mm-hmm. If you're trying to follow, you know, like the Bagua map and like following, you know, so strictly, you know, to do all of the feng shui methods and get all of your things in the right Mm -hmm. order in the right place in the right corners of your house. If you're taking that to the point that it's stressful, you're not enjoying where things are going. I mean, you can take a look at it and it's interesting seeing the different quadrants, you know, the spaces in your house and being mindful, you know, maybe putting more crystals or more things that make you happy and good energy in different places, but it's got to feel good for you. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't feel good and make you happy, then I mean, is it really that effective for you? Right. So all for finding, giving yourself permission to rearrange your space in any way that makes you feel best. Right. I've been rearranging my desk space too. Like now I'm up in this little perch in our upstairs. And when the weather's nice, it's kind of windy now, but I like going out in this upper deck. So then I can Mm -hmm. just be outside. And then that's a fun background too. And then the best of both worlds, getting the natural light. And I'm just out in outside, but I'm really particular of how my desk space is wherever the desk is. What's on your desk? I've got some crystals. I need to make sure I have enough clean space on the desk so it's not too cluttered and distracting. You know, what little things do you need um, to have in your space to even have in your vision? I usually have a candle burning, you know, crystals set in a different way, you know, stuff that makes me feel good and like soothes and calms my soul because then my mind can be clear and actually achieve the work I want to do. And yeah, it might take that extra time to set your space. Like you were saying, you know, like if we keep battling in our head over now, that'll take too much time. How much time does that battle take? Right. And then day after day after day. Yeah. (laughs) And then how much longer does it take to actually get that work done until you clear your space? Yeah. Your space, clear mind. I'm all for that. 
so I don't know if this is something that we have talked about before, but um, obviously, I, and I think we've talked about mental clutter and how that like shows up as physical clutter, but also, um, again, I don't know if it was us that was just, that was talking about it, but the physical clutter can become like a, an excuse of like, oh, I constantly have this other thing to do to distract yourself from actually accomplishing what you are set out to do. Like what you know will actually help you grow in whatever area you're trying to grow. But, oh, well, I have to, you know, tidy this. Oh, I have to pick this up. So like, I've been trying to notice whether that's what my issue is. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I just don't clean the things. <laughs> I just sort of let it be messy. And I know my head is also messy. So maybe there's a parallel there. Yeah, it's just interesting to think about that sometimes because I definitely have a lot of stuff that I'm not gonna show you on my desk right now. That's, I definitely don't want it there. It doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't anything, but also I find myself not doing anything about it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I, man, I feel like I can go in cycles too, where I feel, you know, there's got to be that balance. Cause I think for me too, like being raised by like, my mom is very clean and orderly. And we had to clean our rooms every week because when she was growing up, they had to clean their rooms every week before they could go out of the house on Saturdays. And like, she carried that on and like the whole rigmarole of our room, like cleaning everything up, making her bed, washing our sheets, like dusting everything. That's why I tend to be minimalist. And so part of me, I think, is practicing making peace with any of that extra stuff. Like, so what if it gets messy here and there? So, man, you should see the state of our carpets downstairs with everybody running in and out and how much dog hair. But at the same time, I'm like, well, am I going to spend this time vacuuming all of this and we're just going to collect more of this stuff coming in and out? Or can I be more present and just maybe just get outside? Yeah. I've been taking the signs of like, well, let's just go outside. Let's go work outside and just don't even look at this right now and be present mm-hmm. in the outdoors, be present with our kids or whatever's happening out there and letting some of that go of those tendencies around cleaning and letting myself relax a bit and embrace the mess more. I do reach that point like I did yesterday of, all right, we need to pick up and like clear the general space, but I still haven't vacuumed those floors. There's definitely a balance between like, okay, clear everything so your head's clear and like just allow it to be without stressing out. Cause there's, there is a point where it goes from, you know, a little bit messy and you can deal with it to that anxiety inducing, like, this is not how I want my space to be, you know, so make sure that you're not in that anxiety space when you're trying to get work done, when you're trying to grow, when you're trying to expand. And when you feel that anxiety taking over before you can work, then all right, give yourself the permission to clean up. Maybe you don't have to go to the depth, you know, Mm -hmm. we don't have to consume all of our time and energy doing that because sometimes, like you said, we can use it as a distraction. Like, oh, I need to do all of these things. I need to keep cleaning the house and make sure if we tell ourselves we have to have everything in perfect order Mm -hmm. before we can begin our work, then we're never going to start because when is it ever going to be in a perfect order? As soon as you're done cleaning, someone's going to walk in with their shoes on and it's dirty again. So We could spend every minute of every day cleaning constantly and never get caught up. It's never going to be maintained perfectly. Right. Laundry is never done. (laughs) Right. I mean, I've got laundry sitting down in the washer and dryer right now, but we'll get to it. Right. (laughs) 
so again, finding that balance is all about, you know, a lot of us can be like, well, what the heck then? Where do I find that balance? How much mm -hmm. should I, how much time and effort should I spend on cleaning and organizing and to letting myself go? Let's yeah. And I was going to say, it's a good experiment because like you can experiment with just leaving the whole thing and can like, it can be a growth experiment in just that of the, like, I'm going to leave everything as is, and I'm going to be productive, right? Like you can try that and then you can try like, okay, I'm going to wait until everything is cleaned up before I sit down and be productive. Like how different is it for you? And I imagine it's going to be different depending on the day, depending on, you know, the lighting, depending on, you know, who you are as a person, you know, like you and I probably have different set points to where our most productive time would be, but that experimentation and really like understanding how you are moving throughout your space and how you are reacting to what is around you and responding to what is around you. Like, yeah, I, I think I do okay with messy around me. Um, but I haven't ever really experimented with like, okay, let's just clear it up because mostly what I do when I clear it up is I shove it in a closet and I have those doom boxes that everybody has yeah. <laughs> like, just piling up over there. Like clearly I don't need any of the things in there, but when I open them up to look at them, it's like, oh no, I can't get rid of, oh, you know, like all the things that I just don't want to deal with get shoved in there and it, then it becomes this monumental task of overwhelm and you know right all this stuff Maybe, you know breaking it down let it be simple mm -hmm. um I just I mean just doing a quick sweep through of like picking up the basic clutter mm -hmm. you know maybe that pile of mail that's been sitting oh I'll go through all this and probably you know, like, call attention what's that even to just straighten it. The pile. Yeah, that can make a huge difference. For me, I swear all of my mail is just fire starter. It's so <laughs> much, you know, newspapers and credit right. card applications and all, you know, donation, you know, uh, um, offers and all of this. Like, okay, do we really need to open up and go through all of this? Does this paper need to sit here in this pile and like become this daunting stack that I don't want to deal with? Are you ever really going to want to deal with and go through all of these things? Yeah. What is driving you to want to hang on to that stack, to mm -hmm. that pile of whatever, especially that paperwork? Like if it's not critical, if it's not important, if it's not, you know, got a date on it that I have to send something back by this time, can I give myself permission to just let it go without mm -hmm. reading every bit of it and just let it go? Because even just eliminating that one stack of papers could relieve so much anxiety from your mind and right. clearing that space of it because it's yeah. those piles that stack up that yeah like you said when we keep shoving it away stuffing it away it can build up into this bigger monster in our mind when really in reality it's just a pile of paper yeah it doesn't have that much power over us but we can give it that power mentally right so Right. And when you feel that urge to do the clean sweep and clear up the clutter, man, is that it's a liberating Let it go. experience for me every time. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. We talked about that last time over hanging mm -hmm. on to things, you know, especially gifts um, that were given to us or things that we inherited from loved ones that we feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to hang on to this mm -hmm. stuff. But sometimes the blessing is in detaching. Yeah being okay with letting it go. Yeah. And I think we all have these rules, like for example, the mail and needing to look at everything and open everything and look through every magazine, whatever. Like we have these rules set up that nobody actually gave us that like, oh, yeah. no, I have to insert task here, you know, whatever. Like actually, what if you don't have to? 
what if you don't have to live by the set of rules, <clears throat> set of rules that you have created for yourself ever, right? I'm all about questioning what you have, what I have put up as rules for myself. And I guess one of those rules recently that has come up in conversation is like nose to the grindstone. You have to be working a hundred hours a week as an entrepreneur to find success. Like that's not actually real. Right. And it's, it, you don't have to, like, if you're trying to lose weight, you don't have to spend every waking hour doing something or, you know, like controlling your entire, like, it's just not productive to be in that space of these rules that society has put on us of, oh, we need to work out six times a week for an hour and be sweating. And like, no, (laughs) what if there's a better way? What if it could be easy? And what would that look like for you? Right. What if it were easy? I love that mantra. Mm -hmm. Let it be easy. For some of us, that might even make you cringe hearing that. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What? What? How could this possibly be easy? Right. But if you just, again, experiment, just explore, entertain the thought. What if this were easy? Mm-hmm. And just feel. Can you feel that little lift of some pressure yeah. off your shoulders just saying that statement? Yeah, and sometimes, and sometimes nothing actually changes with what you're doing except for the way you are seeing it, the lens you're seeing it through. Like, what if this is actually easy instead of like, maybe some of the self-criticism drops off because that's a big one for me of the like, oh, oh sure. you're not doing this right. Like, what, what if it was easy and you just got it done? Oh, well, okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you said, man, the mindset shift, just yeah. changing the way we're looking at things, changing the lens and letting ourselves see it through the eyes of ease, effortless ease, Mm -hmm. and just trust that when you let yourself step into that flow of ease, it's like turning that canoe around. We've been paddling upstream for so long, paddling so hard and against the wind too, against the current, like, oh my gosh, to succeed and to get where I'm going, I've got to paddle harder, right? And paddle Mm -hmm. constantly and all the time and constantly be working and we wonder why we burn ourselves out, but really, all we had to do was realize, wait, is this even the direction I want to be going? Mm-hmm. Why am I paddling upstream right. so hard all the time? What if I just let the canoe turn around and go downstream, follow yeah. the flow, follow the current and let the universe guide me where I need to be. Right. Take well, it. and that's where the mind steps in with a lot of drama about the rules yeah. that we have. And that's rules that society has told us rules that we've told ourselves for decades, you know, like, what if it's wrong? What if you're wrong, right? Like, what if you have to be willing to be wrong about your whole situation? And it can be like a really, what's the word? It can feel like a free fall for a second, more than a second, where it's like, well, if this isn't true, then what, right? Yes. And I think it's, it's a good opportunity. So to used to feeling what we're used to. Right. It's oh, not this isn't real then what is oh my gosh it like leaves us in dangling in this no man's land of uh, the unknown but let it be easy yeah and I think it's a good opportunity a lot of the times with the let it be easy to tap into future self and like the 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 version of you that has already accomplished this, like a lot of us in coaching have been taught to go to like future visualization, but like what really helps you accomplish the task is to bring that future self into present self and generate those emotions that you're feeling in the future, quote unquote, 
right now to get the thing done. So future you who has done this already, who knows that you make it to wherever your goal is, right? Tap into that and who you are being in that moment of like, okay, how did I make this easy? Right. Yes. And embodying that future right. self right now, letting yourself feel that joy, that sense of accomplishment, mm-hmm. that empowerment of like, yeah, I am a badass. I got this done already. And it was easy. And now I'm going to just cruise through it. Yeah. Trusting, trusting your intuition, trusting yourself that you are capable. You have all that you need, all of the knowledge, all of the resources, etc., to accomplish whatever is at hand. If it weren't in front of you, you wouldn't be meant to do it. Mm-hmm. If you're meant to do it, you're going to get through it. Just like you right. got through every other task in your life. If some of, some of what you said with the, like, you have everything you need, you can, you're capable. Like if that's too far of a stretch for your mind to be able to wrap around, because a lot of us start there. Like I, for sure had a lot of work before I felt capable of doing anything. Right. But adding that, what if in front of it, what if I am capable? What if I do have everything I need? And just allowing your brain to fill in that space instead of saying, I don't have what I need. I don't, I'm not capable. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. You know, feel that difference in vibration in those words alone. I can't, it feels so rigid and Mm -hmm. tough and hard. I mean, it creates an immediate block that we feel we can't get past. Mm -hmm. I love again, experimenting a little bit at a time with what if. Can you feel that different vibration of that, like lifting some of the pressure off without obligating you, you know, before you're ready to say, I am right. I am capable. Mm-hmm. What if I were Yeah. letting yourself ease into it by exploring that what if world. So perhaps yeah. today ourselves and anybody listening to, why don't we let that be our mantra today yeah. before any task we face? What if I were capable? What if I have already have all that I need? What if all of this were easy? Yeah. And I just want to add one more thing on that because it's something that I got coached on this and a couple of days ago, hope, hope is something that we all tap into. We think it feels so great, but in my experience recently with it, and I'm not saying like, don't ever be hopeful for anything. But I was putting hope as my excuse to stop taking action. Like, oh, I hope this works out. And hope what I have now as I see it is more like disdain, despair, discouragement, disappointment with sprinkles on top. Like, oh, I'm feeling so, you know, I'm, I'm fearful of something. I hope it works out. But that hope is like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just make this despair feel better, right? Instead of taking the action to change my cer- my circumstance, basically, it became about like, oh, well, I hope this other thing works out, something outside of me that I have absolutely no control over, right? Like, what if it doesn't? Oh, you know, that feels terrible. And instead of I hope, inserting I am certain that this will work out. I am certain that I'll be able to do this. I'm certain that, you know, I'll reach my goals instead of just using hope to rely on that keeps you stuck, keeps you stagnant. Interesting. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, using the power 
of self-talk, right? Mm -hmm. To encourage us there. Yeah, not staying stuck, but, and it, it may take some effort. I mean, that's why we do the work that we do so that we can help people along their path to step into that, you know, to turn that canoe around and to go with the flow of life and to embody and to fully feel confident in I am capable. Mm -hmm. And until we get there, again, exploring that what if, what if I already have all that I need? Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one -on -one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.